Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. programs this week, we're looking at God's mercy, we're realising that he's shown us such mercy and he expects us to be merciful too and uh, we're basing our program today on a little verse in James and James 2.13, mercy triumphs over judgment. Yes, we'll read the whole sentence which begins in the, um, in the previous verse, speak and act as those who who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, one of the things that we have to understand is that God is just. He is holy and he is just. He is love. He is merciful, he is gracious, but he is holy and just. Now, God would not be just if he did not punish sin. Constantly in our newspapers, day by day, we have um, uh, the reports of cases in court where people have sinned in really serious ways, very often murder in the papers today as I speak, um, there is a lot said about a teenager who murdered another boy at school. Now that's just typical of what we we see uh, day by day in, in the news bulletins. Now, what we want is justice. And if the judge in that case, or in any such case, was to say to the defendant who had been found guilty, well, you're guilty, and you should go to jail for life or for several years, but I'm going to let you go scot-free. It doesn't matter that you killed someone. You can just go then we would say, wait a minute, there's no justice in that. He deliberately murdered that person. Uh, The justice would be to mete out the punishment. So God in his justice says sin must be punished. Now in his mercy, he laid that punishment upon his own son. The reason why Jesus died on the cross is because God's just holy judgment upon sin is that it deserves death because it causes a spiritual death, a spiritual separation between God and man. So the only way for that judgment to be undone, if you like, is by Jesus actually giving his life on the cross. Now, that was God's judgment upon not Jesus' sin because he hadn't committed any. It's God's just, holy, and just judgment upon my sin, your sin, the sin of all humanity. So our sin has already 
been paid for, the punishment for our sin, has already been executed on the cross. So, if I come before God and say, I have sinned, God says, well, you deserve to be punished, but I'm not going to punish you because Jesus has already borne your punishment for you. So, although you deserve to be punished, I'm going to let you go scot-free. I have mercy upon you. I am not compromising my justice because the punishment for your sin has already been met, but it's been met by somebody else on your behalf. So, Colin, you may go free, know that you're forgiven, that your punishment has been paid, and you will never have to suffer the consequences of that sin for, for which you now receive forgiveness. And this is the wonderful, wonderful message of the gospel, that through Jesus, and only through Jesus, can such forgiveness be received. So what about judgment if we do not show mercy then? That's what this verse is hinting at. Exactly. Now, if God has shown me such mercy, and I then go out of the courtroom, this is what we were seeing yesterday with the parable of the unmerciful serpent, I go out of the courtroom, and there's somebody that's offended me in some way, uh, and I say, well, I'm going to take you to court, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see that you get as great a punishment as possible because of the way in which you've hurt and offended me. Now, God would not be pleased. Do you remember Paul says that it, it was a matter of disgrace upon the church that sinners were taking, uh, that, that uh, saints were taking others to court just because of their sin? In other words, they weren't showing the mercy that the Father had showed them. And so, you see, Jesus' whole message is be merciful as your Father in heaven is mercy is merciful. So if God has been so merciful to me, he expects me to be merciful to others. Now, what the parable of the unmerciful servant suggests and what James suggests here is judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. That would seem to suggest that the, all the unmerciful people in the world on the day of judgment will be shown judgment without mercy because they were not prepared to be merciful. Now, Christians should know better because Christians know the mercy of God, they understand the mercy of God, and they have experienced the mercy of God, otherwise they wouldn't be Christians. So, God is expecting an even higher standard of, of, the, uh, of Christians than he does, of course, of other people in the world. He expects us to be merciful. Now, one would hope, one would trust that all those who really know the merciful mercy of God will themselves be prepared to be mercy, merciful. And this is why Jesus says, mercy triumphs over judgment. My mercy for you triumphs over the judgment that you deserve. Just as your mercy towards others 
will triumph over the judgment that they deserve. So don't judge, otherwise you will be judged with the same judgment with which you judge others. And you will place yourself back under judgment. Now, if I sent my son to take you out of the judgment that you deserve, it's crazy for you to put yourself back under judgment because you're not prepared to be merciful to others. What does this mean is going to happen to Christians who haven't been merciful on the day of judgment? I don't know, because God tells me I am not to judge them. But one thing is for sure, every one of us is going to have to come before that judgment seat, and God is going to deal with us according to what we have done. So I believe through the teaching of Jesus and of the rest of the New Testament that it is absolutely fundamentally important, of prime importance, that we continue to be merciful towards any who wronged and hurt us. We dare not withhold forgiveness from them. We dare not judge them. We, we must live in this as in all things, in the fear of the Lord, not being afraid of him, but not wanting to offend him. He has been so merciful to us, so loving, so gracious, so beneficent that we must not in any way harbor judgment and vengeance towards anyone, no matter what they've done to us. Now, I recognize this is not always easy. Nobody said it's easy. But it's necessary. If someone has been raped, not easy to forgive. If a member of your family has been murdered, not not easy to forgive. If somebody has swindled you out of all your capital, not easy to forgive. But even in situations like that, Jesus is saying you must forgive. Because if you don't forgive, you are the one that actually is going to suffer. Because that wrong that has been inflicted upon you, whatever it is, it's going to eat away inside you It's going to cause you to become bitter, resentful, angry, full of vengeance, desire for revenge. It's going to ruin your life. And not only that, it's going to put you right out of court with God because he is willing to forgive you, but you weren't willing to forgive others. And the bottom line, Julia, is this, that even when we're in horrendous situations like those that I've just uh, mentioned, God will always give us the grace, the ability to be merciful because that's his will and purpose in such situations. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 